All right, it's day three in the books of South by Southwest EDU, and I feel like I could keep going. I mean, usually by this at this point, I'm exhausted, uh, but a lot of good stuff today. So I'm Quinn Henderson, and I'm a technology coordinator in Ogden, Utah. And here we have, to my left, we have... Uh, Matt Winters, an ELA teacher from Northern Utah. Uh, Blake Bockel, English Language Arts in uh, Northern Utah. Jenna Augustine, junior high English in Northern Utah. All right, so we started this morning, right? Got up. Anybody tired this morning? I was pretty tired. Well, that midnight pizza, that yeah. probably <laughs> It was probably closer to one in the morning, let's be honest, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. By the time we walked back, I think it was yeah. about that time. We got that good talk about O. Henry's house, though, right? which was Oh, yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, nice. yeah. So We met a security guard last night, like, one in the morning. Oh, I've read that plaque. Yeah, but he was uh, very uh, very helpful. He was. Yeah. yeah. So you never know what you're going to find walking through Austin at 1 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah. so, we want so pizza. We had to get some angry for some pizza, so we, we went and got I some I didn't pizza. know you guys went. I would have gone with you. Well, well, if you're going for pizza at 1 I'm, o'clock I'm, in the morning, send me a text. This, send me a text. Pizza. Send me a text. <laughs> Anyways, All right, sorry. We're yeah, so already. back to the conference, right? So not only did we have some good pizza... I think we had some pretty good sessions and some experiences today. You know, we've been talking about themes the last couple days. Mm -hmm. I feel like today's theme for me was fun. I would actually agree with that. Yeah. Right? It's almost like the last couple of, the first few days we've gone through this, it's almost they strategically said these sessions, these this day, yeah. this day, and this day. But fun, the two sessions that really stood out to me, that would completely summarize those sessions. Yeah, like uh, even the people, I, I, even the sessions I didn't go to, the people that were in those sessions, like other sessions, there was one lady that I was following on Twitter who was tweeting about her, she was in a toy hacking. Oh, yeah. Which was... She Wait, was, explain toy hacking. I don't know what so that you is. So go, you go to the like, um, like uh, thrift store and you go get the kids' toys that are disused that have electronic components on the inside that may still work. What? And you take them back to your, your classroom, you give one to each kid and you can get one for like a dollar. And you, you teach them how to repair the circuitry, you give them the batteries, and then you manipulate the toys to do something that they were originally not to do. <laughs> and so you can add stuff to them, like you could put like an Arduino on it and do some Yeah, so lights. imagine this apocalyptic world, right? So we're going to give the kids the skills to go <laughs> go find all of these things to, to, to make their vehicle or fix their vehicle, right? No, but I like the idea that it's really... Forces you to think creatively, yeah. but almost within constraints. That's what yeah. we talked about the other day. Within those constraints, what can I make with this? So, what were they repurposing those old toys to do? You know, I I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't. And know. I, so I'm completely oh, curious. Okay, okay. I, I retweeted all because I've been using my my Twitter as like a, a journal of sorts, like right. things Me that too. notes and things like that. And so, I, she had a bunch of pictures that had no details on, but it had all the circuitry and like the new components laid out. And I was like. I'm going to find out what those things are, and I'm going to try it out for myself. But I've seen it before, but not at that kind of a grand scale. It was really cool. Well, you think about what's trending anyway. A lot of those kits and those electronic kits that just come with all the parts that allow you to just kind of create what, really whatever you can imagine. This is doing that on a budget yeah, um, in a way. So very cool idea. Something I definitely want to look into a little bit. And see, we, none of us went to that session, but we could tell that other people were having fun in the sessions that they went to. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. So, what about you guys, any fun sessions you went to? We both went to the same one. It w it, it was right after the keynote. So you're saying it was no fun? Because no, Blake it was, was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "Who's that bald guy up there?" <laughs> Clearly not going I just to mean this. Our one. highlight is kind of the same. Yeah. So we went to the session. It was early on in the morning. It was put on by this 
this company called Commentary. They would take uh, comedy and slam poetry, and they put it together, and they did a phenomenal oh. presentation. So I get it now. When you said commentary before, I was thinking like space and comedy. No, no, like, no, no. So, <laughs> not at no, all. No, no. So they, they <laughs> took stand-up comedy, principal some stand-up comedy, and slam poetry, and they infused them together, and they had a fantastic presentation, and it was so much fun to attend. And uh, they, they, they also talked about emotional intelligence. Jenna, what did you, what did you get from that? Um, their goal with their act that they're putting on right now, they're taking it all over the country, is to help people with social-emotional intelligence. And what they presented was called Emoji. And they turned the word Emoji into an acronym. And each letter in the acronym was a principle of social-emotional intelligence. And I felt smarter by the end of it. One of the ones that stood out to me the You'll most. You'll never look at an emoji the same. <laughs> never. And the, first the one that's always crying. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one was expectation. And it just stood out to me the fact that I let myself have these expectations and I don't let my students sometimes disappoint me in the way that I, sh I should just let them be kids sometimes and hold high expectations, but yet never let them... Never let them doubt whether I love them just because they didn't meet my expectations yeah. that time. So what they did is they, they, they talked about oh, something really difficult. And something that's difficult right now in American schools is uh, mental health. And so they used poetry and, or slam poetry and stand-up comedy to broach difficult, taboo topics that most people aren't necessarily willing to talk about. And it was incredible. And they were like, we're way out of our league when it comes to talking about mental health. So they did research for the last two years to put this together. And everything that they were saying, they giving advice, um, it was the same crap my therapist was telling me to do. <laughs> it so it, 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 I was like, wow, this is, this is actually pretty, like, I, I've heard all of this before. Yeah, I've, in a therapy the session. Training yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good. One thing that they uh, ended with that I loved was he talked about how their work is chocolate-covered broccoli, that it's good for you, but they make it sweet in the way that they present it, and I thought... I like broccoli. <laughs> I don't want to put chocolate like on broccoli. The right yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> but that just stood out to me as an ELA teacher, that there's so much in my curriculum that's good, but if I can chocolate-coat it, it yeah. makes it even better. I get the metaphor, by the way, but chocolate-coated broccoli... I was like, I raised my... Maybe what? just some nacho cheese, right? That <laughs> I could, seems I could like a better pairing. And, yeah. 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 Right. and at the end of the session, like one thing we talked about being vulnerable the other day, that's one of the themes about this conference, is being vulnerable with your students and yourself. And we went around and we wrote s stories at the end, and there were like 10 people who shared their stories. And they were funny, we were laughing, we were crying together, and it was just super, super cool. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, the first session on the theme of fun today for me was diving into the world of VR, right? And the theme of the session was uh, a guide to creating your own VR world. And so that, that had me kind of intrigued right off the bat. And I kind of had low expectations for myself on creating a VR world. I don't know any coding, don't know any programming. Um, Alan and I were there um, together, and I know Alan knows this stuff much better than I do. And so really what it came down to is they, sh they shared this platform where you can create your own VR world using 360 photos, panoramic photos, and so you can drop it all in there. But this summarizes it. So it's, uh, it's G-U-R-I-V-R dot com, right? 
Guri VR, I guess is how you would say that. But here's what it says on their, their website. And so I had to try this out. It says on their website, describe your VR experience and the editor will do the rest. And that's, that's as simple as it was. This is the type of command I would type in. It would say, this scene is 60 seconds and has a panoramic photo. And I would click and drag that photo in. And the text says in a voiceover quotation, and I would type it out. And the, the computer would actually read that back then. I would go on to the next scene. Right, those are just some of the basic commands. And so we created our own little storyboard, taking some sample images um, from what they had. But we had basically a dinosaur in another world, and a robot comes along. And the robot was ordered to destroy this world, so make <laughs> way for humans, and so on. But in really about 30 minutes, and that was probably with the learning curve, we had that whole thing put together. Wow. Right? And something that we could share in real time. So anybody creating VR. So I, I just was blown away that you could type it. Basically, if you could talk or tell the story, you you could create the VR world. That's all there was to it. And you could operate a mouse. I guess that's probably a pretty critical I part. heard those buzzwords a lot, that VR and AR and even app building is just storytelling. And that really stood out to me as an English teacher. Well, I, I think that's something we can take away almost from a lot of the sessions and almost every day that we've had the conversation is storytelling, how how important that is in education. Whether you're trying to build a relationship, whether you're trying to teach a concept and make a connection to content, the, the story is what gets it there because that's just what people know. That's what they relate to. So something they said along those lines when they, they said creating VR experiences, you make sure you have some kind of presence. There's got to be curiosity and triggers, some kind of user rebellion, empathy for both a friend <laughs> and enemy. So they're giving you all of these elements to consider when you're creating a VR world. So I was like, I'm not a VR expert, but I felt like I could create something that was really worth sharing at that point. So if you, if you haven't already checked it out, because I tweeted it out like crazy, G-U-R-I-V-R.com, and you can get going just just like that. So, Matt, where's, where was more fun for you? I... I don't know. Today just was a joyful day. It was fun. Like, I think the best one, obviously, was, like, Dungeons and Dragons will save the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that session, <laughs> that and hip-hop architecture this week have, like, murdered my brain. I absolutely love the ideas. <laughs> I'm going to use them. They're... You've been excited about them all week. Yeah. Well, I was excited <laughs> well, about them before I even got there because the concepts are so simple, but so, like, there's stuff that I love in my classroom already that is just augmentation to what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so, like... Uh, but yeah, it was that session ended up being just killer. I was really worried that if we didn't get in, that you were going to have some kind of meltdown. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I was. You, I was. You, little, you were lined up like an hour before, weren't you? Uh, thirty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, well, here's the thing: we were there thirty-five minutes early, but there were we were already down the hall. It's part of the mm-hmm. line. There were people there an hour, probably hour ten yeah. minutes before to get into that, con- yeah. that session because it's like. First of all, it's incredibly nerdy. <laughs> but basically what the group did is they, they tra- took the idea of Dungeons & Dragons, a storytelling game, and turned it into a card game that any student could be a part of and dig into. Do, do they have this card game available? Do you have to no, purchase we, it? What, we where do you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you get a hold of this card game? First beta, if, they're thinking about putting it on Kickstarter. And I was oh, like, okay. I, I, would, I told them, I was like, if you had this for sale today, I would have plunked down the money for it right now. And so, they were even saying, this is really the first time they've introduced this game. 
but maybe we should walk them through kind of. So where we I mean, do, we, do they have a website we can go to if we yeah, want to get it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, right now. It's just the website for their film company, which is S E I R E N. Films. Siren Films, but it's yeah. oh. so so S-E-I. if any nerdy teachers out there want to bring in Dungeons and Dragons to their curriculum, so you're saying well, is you have a nerdy teacher uh, yeah, friend? Well, yeah, yeah, I am that nerdy teacher friend, and I and I want to oh, do it. Oh, and I showed up late to the session, yeah. and I didn't get in, and I should have gone earlier. And I want to purchase this game. Yeah. Well, it was a basically a very simple concept. So they had four decks of cards. There was archetype cards. So everyone drew an archetype card. So like simple things like I was the magician. Magician. I was I was the <laughs> slave. And they explained the slave as like a person who is tied to the old things and may, maybe makes trouble for everyone. Okay. And then so you're supposed to play the game in that mindset. Awesome. So you adopt that mindset of that person. Well, point of view. English language arts mm-hmm. connection. Exactly. And then, archetypes. Then you're given uh, a deck of cards that are, um, you're going to have to help me out with this. They're card. really prompts. So we talk about the hero's yeah. journey, right? So they had this map. Yeah. It's all based on Joseph Campbell. By the so, way. Okay. So th- this Everything. is really applicable for English language arts. Heck yeah. My students wrote a hero's journey story back okay. in the fall. Yeah. Okay. So, so nerdy English teachers out there are like rejoicing right and so now. The, so the basic idea is that you start out by, by developing the character. Everyone. We developed the world. Oh, developed the world. We developed the which world. Which they gave us a concept, which was you have a world and it's 120 degrees on the, center, uh, on the surface. And then everyone starts building on that idea mm-hmm. and goes around. We, we roll a dice and you say, uh, six and then three. So six yeses, three no's. Of what what our world has and doesn't have. So mm. we went with like has, oh. has tons of water and food, but it doesn't have electricity or... Low gravity and mirrors. We went with mirrors, mirrors. And nobody can hear. And nobody can hear. Yeah, no hearing. Oh, That's right. And I'm so teaching. those are the kind of rules of the world. And then we start developing the hero. So our hero was a, a girl named Veronica. Veronica Thank you, Gwen. Okay. Yeah, it was a very heroic name. I felt like but <laughs> I was in the minority on that one. And then uh, we went. But it wasn't chosen. Your name wasn't chosen. No, he chose it. Oh, I okay. chose that name. I chose okay. a couple of names. Um, that Ferdinand the magician. Ferdinand the magician. I thought that was that was pretty good. Brilliant. And then uh, so you develop the character, and then you start drawing cards, and it has a, a statement and then two options. And so the statement is what you have to talk about or like develop an idea about, and then it's what point in the story does this happen. And so you develop the story as a group, and you go around from person to person, and you develop the narrative. And it went in so many different directions because they had us all state our, our stories at the end, which there's a great video of me doing a movie trailer and then Quinn's pouring water on my head. Oh, yeah. We, 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 nailed, we nailed it when we went around sharing our stories. But what I really enjoyed about it, so you'd get that prompt where you would take turns writing that prompt and thinking about your character, essentially, as, as your turn comes around. But you would give just one sentence and then hand it off, really, pretty much. And it can go anywhere. It doesn't have to be necessarily directly related to what they just said. Our team kind of just kind of built or, or went on. But, you know, you're at the end of the line and you've got, like, this idea of what will happen or what you want to add but then somebody kind of changes it and you're like that totally just kills what I would like to add <laughs> so it was it was really cool I yeah. mean you were engaged the whole time and at one point Matt turns to me and goes it's been 45 minutes that we've been doing this already and it, it seemed like one of those things like six minutes mm-hmm. I mean it was going by so fast and the laughing the engagement everybody's engaged because we're taking turns wow that's cool if, if you did get stuck so there's another stack of cards that, that was there that was kind of an inspire type deck right yeah so if you're kind of stuck or hung up and you you were welcome to pass if you wanted to pass but you kind of really wanted to participate you didn't want to pass your turn and so you could draw from that deck and you'd have some kind of inspiration like uh, the oracle was silent yeah you had, a, you had a muse then that deck was a 
something. Well, it's just to kind of I, spark an idea a little bit. I don't have any. I need, I need to consult my bit. muse and just pull a card <laughs> from the deck. Right, exactly. I need one of those mm-hmm. at my teacher desk. <laughs> so all, all we did is once, say, Matt drew the card, we went around, then you would draw the next card, and we'd go around, and we'd keep just building this story in a way. Nobody yeah. died in ours except those crazy insects. I was thinking. I don't about even know them. if they died. Well, they were in <laughs> battle at one point. Yeah. Well, what I love too is that he had a deck of cards that was only in his hand. The the mm-hmm. person running it. So this would be like the teacher. And if you if you walked up to you and said, "Okay, you, have you finished your story? Cool. That's awesome. Are you happy with it? Oh, that's great. Here's a card. And so, it would it would extend awesome. the story. Uh-huh. And you'd have to figure out how to add that into the narrative. It's absolutely so, awesome. Which, which is great because if you have that student where you're playing along and that one person basically is wrapping it up, and you're like, oh, now what do I do? Right? Then then the teacher can come come along and keep that discussion or, or keep that yeah. type I, of game going. As, as an English language arts teacher, I'm thinking, man, this can be great to teach transitions, how do we elaborate, mm-hmm. how to go deeper, collaborative writing where we're all doing this together. Like, it's so text cool. structures, they had to look at cause and effect. And, and so I, I completely understand from language arts, that's really perfect for that situation. But like in my situation, what this would do would break down walls between people, right? So where my students are really expected to work together and critique each other's work as they go, doing something like this gives everybody an equal voice when they play and right. an opportunity to speak up. And it's really a safe environment because there's no wrong answers and there's really no right answers either. So when everybody walks away, they all contributed something in some way that really fed into the story. So as we move and progress through projects with my students, I can see that kind of reminding them that, hey, we're all working on the same same type of thing and we're all kind of just leveled the playing field just socially. This is, this is one of those, I want to say 21st century skills where we're, we're here. Uh, one of those soft skills that's really valued right now is just being able to work together to collaborate, to bounce ideas off one another. And I can see this. This this is cool. I, I want I so, want to buy one of these. So think decks. about even stepping back as the teacher. Think of the things you get to observe when those students are engaging and interacting. Right. So those behaviors that you get to manage and, and figure out to say, hey, I need to help this person with this. This person has this strength. I need to reinforce this behavior. Yeah. So I mean, you could. I mean, it might really impact how the behavior is in your classroom. So. Yeah, I think the best thing about it was it just got a group of people that were so disparate and different to hang out create something absolutely bonkers insane and have a great time doing it yeah i think that was the funnest part it could be you know like the next cards against humanity or something like that absolutely insane card game that's fun well even with faculty what if you're doing card card games are huge right now there's a huge niche in card yeah they play their cards right with the art and everything you never know one might pop up right here yeah you never know (laughs) (laughs) so so we've actually just been joined by uh dax Dude, Dax. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you go to any sessions that were great today? Uh, yeah, I really like today's sessions. I uh, there's two different ones that I really liked. Well, one of them wasn't really a session; it was in that playground area mm-hmm. um, by Sphero Edu. I saw your tweets about this. Yeah, awesome. yeah, super awesome. So I've heard about these little robots, and and Coin, in fact, has told me a little bit about them. Uh, but I learned a little more. And I really liked the, I'm into coding, and I teach coding a little bit to my sixth graders. <clears throat> but this Sphero, you can code it in three different ways. So one, for, you know, beginners and little, little, you know, kids, they just draw the line where they want the robot to go. They can literally just, you know, draw a straight line, make it turn, make it do spirals, whatever. The second way is to do block coding, you know, the drag and drop. Um, 
and then the third way is actually typing in the JavaScript code. So I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, that's the, really cool how it yeah. really kind of moves you from. Yeah. progresses you through yeah. so you're actually full-on coding all in one robot which right. is, exactly. is pretty a awesome of, now, right now you have to move from source to source to kind of get that experience yeah, I, exactly. I can't really think of one off the top of my head that progresses you through like that yeah. gives those options yeah. so, so I, I thought that was super awesome you know to have in the classrooms let kids experiment with that get them introduced to the coding world uh, you know where it's becoming so big uh, and then uh, another session that I really enjoyed and it's kind of along those same lines was uh, that we're doing gamification wrong in our yeah, classrooms. To to mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was really good. And you know, I, I I believe there's teachers out there that are doing it completely right. But basically, what it was saying is, uh, and let me get the person that was doing it was build empathy. Is the the guy that was putting it on? Uh, he basically said, you know, what what a lot of teachers are doing is they're making the game a reward mm -hmm. instead of making the game part of the learning process. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was huge, you know, instead of, and, and kids, what he's saying is statistic, statistically is they, they would rather have it be the learning process, not just the reward. They would rather have it be, oh, I'm learning while I'm playing the game. So I really like that. And then one of the things he said, which really hit uh, home was, if you can't fail, you can't succeed. And I thought that was awesome. You know, kids have to be able to learn how to fail in order to succeed so yeah those are two of my awesome really definitely a day full of fun yeah right it was so, just a great way to wrap up our south by southwest experience yeah. absolutely so we went from vulnerability i think in storytelling mm -hmm. what did we say yesterday collaboration collaboration and fun today yeah uh, two three great things important to start building right so in the last minute here so those of us that went to the movie you've got uh a four we'll go four star system how many stars did you give it, Matt? Um, and it was school life. School, school life about life in a, in a uh, boarding school and outside of Dublin, about 40 miles. Um, I'd give it like a three and a half. I mean, I would have liked a little bit of background, maybe. I, I loved how they had the, the, the non, the, the there was no narrator. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked a, like a title card that told us a little bit about the history rather than getting right into it but the narrative sequence of that building that was just amazing so I, yeah three and a half like uh, I'm gonna go three stars I walked into it 20 minutes late because I was getting southern Slacker. food I, I know the food here is incredible the fried chicken yeah the fried chicken was good <laughs> and the movie was so much fun I walked in and I was like what is going on and I was there for another 45 minutes and I'm still like what is going on but every Three minutes, I was laughing out loud. Great one line. It was hysterical. It was absolutely hysterical. And I'm, I'm with you, Matt. Three and a half stars. Same thing. I would like just a little bit more about the school yeah. to set up a little bit what goes on there. The question and answer after kind of filled in those gaps, but still a great experience. And I think that's a must do if you're at South by Southwest EDU. Make sure you catch a film screen or two. So They're always cool. a great They're cool experience. Films. So. Uh, three stars. Yeah, I I thought it you know was super funny. I, I actually had a lot of connections with with the people that were in it, and you know I felt connected with the the kids that were in it. Uh, but you know I would have liked a little more of a plot. Uh, but it there was, was it, no plot. There, there was, there was <laughs> it was no getting plot. through the school year. Brilliant yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was it was just like I would recommend it. I would recommend it. Yeah, I would just like it more of a. You know, more of a direction. There, there were no right. explosions. It wasn't yeah, like that. Yeah, it wasn't. There's like no climax. Well, no, no, no. Did you? <laughs> it was you a joke. Just, it was okay, a joke. okay. Well, you maybe in the sequel, though. Uh, uh, I argue there was no plot, and that's why it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs>
Great well, way to end our experience here. It, it was definitely a great experience at South by Southwest CDU. And so until next time.